Hello, this is Jim, and before the show begins, I just want to say at uh, some point during this uh, episode where we talk about seasons one and two of The Clone Wars, there are a few ma- references to The Mandalorian, which might be considered somewhat spoilery, uh, only somewhat though, so listen at your own risk. Thank you. And here's the show. Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. Alright, I did. Hello there. If you're wondering why we start every episode with me saying I'm going to hit record, is because Tim is a young, restless man. And the best way to get him ready is for me to just simply hit record. Hello there. This is our certain point. Would you agree with that, Tim? He's just staring at me. This is uncomfortable. I'm not restless. I'm resting. Restless. He's without rest. Anyway, welcome to our certain point of view. We're, uh, we're tardy, aren't we, Tim? Yeah. We've been away. I blame Tim. I mean, Jim. I mean... I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And today we are going to discuss... Clone Wars. Chapters or seasons? One and two. One and two, because we were supposed to do season one last week, and instead we didn't. So now we're going to play a little catch-up. We're going to talk about, uh, well, this is going to be upsetting to Tim, but my favorite cartoon series from Star Wars. I'm assuming uh, there's one you like better. Rebels is awesome. Rebels is awesome. All right, but before we get into it, let's uh, do our news. So now I will say, it's, well, and we're going to get there. We're not there yet, but the Force lore in Clone Wars is pretty amazing, too. Well, it's also kind of hard. How many seasons of Rebels are there? Four. Yeah, so you got six seasons versus four seasons. Yeah. So there's a lot more material in Clone Wars. No, I do. Um, I love the Clone Wars. Um, the big thing with Rebels for me was, and one of the reasons, one of the, Rebels really is awesome. That's why I say Rebels is awesome. Um, but one of the big things with Rebels is that the animation style actually got a lot of people to not watch it. They saw yeah. the they saw the previews for it and were like, uh, you know, it looks it looks I, a little more kitty colorful. Yeah, and it's it gets pretty deep and pretty dark. It's Honestly, really really good. I also but, thought the first couple episodes were a little weak. Yeah, I don't think they captured the mood of the series at all. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, it's not that they're bad episodes; it's that they're not representative of the series of what comes next. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's it's one of the reasons that I push. So are we here to talk. I think about people Rebels? know that Clone Wars is great, but I just like to say that Rebels is awesome. I agree. Yeah, I actually was talking to someone before we started recording, and they're like, "Well, I didn't finish Rebels," um, and it is a lot of people compared Ezra to uh, Aladdin. Uh, that very first episode has an Aladdin in the marketplace feel, and I also had to push through that. Um, I liked Aladdin in the Marketplace. I did too. I just didn't want to see it again in space. Actually, I'm not a big fan of musicals either. But anyway. They weren't in space. They were on the... I like musicals. Well, certain musicals. We're not here to talk about Rebels. My point is, the first couple episodes are not representative of the seasons. Of the series, rather. So, let's talk Clone Wars. But before we do that, do we have any news we'd like to cover? We, uh, we, as always, not as always, but as occasionally, have a sponsor that we need to play... And here it goes. Are pesky otters at it again? Are they eating and killing all of the fish in your pond? Well, friends, I've got the solution for you. And otters can be trapped. We've been developing otter traps that are not just humane, 
but they're also kind, and the otters actually like them. The otters will swim into your trap, get caught, and then you can easily relocate them to an otter-friendly environment. (laughs) Hey, he disappeared. All right, and otters are us. uh, Our commercials get better and better, don't you think? Uh, yes, I do. All right, so uh, Clone Wars Season 7 is coming up February 17th. That's what's kind of prompted us to uh, do these recaps, and uh, that's kind of the biggest set of news. Anything else in the news that you want to talk about? There is some big news well, out there. Well, there's one big thing right here, which, which you just said, and I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because it's, it's it. there. We're a month do away. It. Do it. I know. Well, 31 days, right? Which is a month. Well, yeah, it's a long month. January's a long month. Which I, okay. We're a month away. Um, yeah. If you're wondering why I hit record before we're... Uh, anyway. Um, any other news, though? What do you have? I thought I had news. No. Um, something about the people were talking uh, possible Darth Maul series. Have we talked about that I, on the I show before? I saw that. I don't think we talked about that. That was a, <clears throat> that was a quick show up um, similar to the rumor of another episode. I know you don't want me to talk about this. Another season of, of Rebels. But you it was think just, they'll do that? I don't doubt that they would expand on that story, um, hopefully in a good way. But I, there's been nothing from Disney about that as far as I know. Yeah, so wishful thinking. All right, any other news about uh, what's going on with us? Well, we are still working on uh, Force Lore Comics. <clears throat> and I will say this, um, I recorded the first episode. and I haven't heard it. I'm aware. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm listening through and adjusting a little bit um, to what I can for what happens when I record by myself. If you've never done a podcast, it's very odd to listen to yourself talk. It is, yeah. especially when you're not listening to a conversation. It's, it's just you. It's just you. So I'm, I'm finding some things where every now and then on this podcast, I might say the word um, um. and that um time is usually filled up by... Jim talking, yeah. And when Jim's not here, no, I said um a few extra times, and little things like that. Um, so I'm working on an adjustment, just checking it out to see, and then I'm going to get pew, that pew? going and released. I probably said pew pew, because um, I do that sometimes. Hello there. All right. I don't know what that's so, so at some point, maybe possibly in the future, Tim is going to release Four Score Comics. Yeah, I think oh, that's it's definitely coming. Our takeaway. Uh, as always, we need to say thanks to Shasta Mangold and Arden. Um, and as always, please, if you listen to the show, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and maybe a note about what you do or don't like about the show, and we'll read it on the air. Ooh, before we talk season one and season two of Clone Wars, let's talk season one and season two of Our Certain Point of View. Okay, talk. If you didn't notice it right away, we are starting episode one of season two. You didn't say that already, did you? I did not say that. All right. So here we are. Um, We are officially closing out season one with the end of our Mandalorian Mandalorian season one. Yep. Um, And then we will uh, move into this where we start talking a little bit more about the Clone Wars through our season two while that's happening. We didn't really foresee how we were going to break up the uh, podcast. We probably should have just done episode one and kept going indefinitely. Maybe we'll go back and redo it. But right now we're going to call this season two. We can two change those titles. One. Maybe we will. So we'll see. Stay tuned and find out. Countdown. Season two, episode one, possibly just episode 
What are we on? 19. 19. Ooh, that's uh, a prime number, too. That's a prime number. Did you know seven's a prime number? Seven is and a so prime is number. so is three. So is 31. That's a prime example. 31? We're on countdowns. 31 days until... February, there's another prime number, 17th. 17th, uh, so Clone Wars premieres in 31 days from now. We are recording on uh, Friday, December 17th, if you hadn't figured that out. Uh, Star Wars Day is uh, May 4th, which 4th is a prime number. No, no it's not. It's 2 times 2. Okay. Yeah, um, But 108 days. Absolutely. That's a prime number. No. No, it's not. All right, Star Wars, are there any prime numbers that aren't odd? Just two. Which ones? Just two. Just the number two. Oh, literally just two. <laughs> Math. Star Wars Celebration. 223 days away. August. 27th. Yeah. 2020. <clears throat> We're in 2020. That's so weird. And still no news on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, come on. So let's talk Clone Wars Season 1. Absolutely. go. It starts off with First ambush. of all, what year did it come out? 2008. And how many episodes? Uh, 22. I think. Who's prime uh, writer? Who's the driving uh, force behind this series? Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. And this is what will basically make Dave Filoni a legend in the Star Wars uh, real galaxy. Dave Filoni actually directed the very first, uh, second episode. Yep. Rising Malevolence. So anyhow. He's uh, pointing at things. This per, um, premiered October 3rd, 2008. Yeah. You know how I know that? I don't. Wikipedia. Oh, hey, what do you know? And it premiered to a startling uh, almost 4 million viewers, which made it the most watched show on Cartoon Network. Nice. Did you like that? Yeah. It's amazing. Mandalorian kind of did that. What do you want to say about this uh, season? Well, I, I really like this season. Um, there are a number of episodes that really kind of stand out for me. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite episodes, certainly my favorite of the season, I think, um, is the first one, is Ambush. Uh, for a few reasons, some of it's just the. Do you want to walk us through the storyline? I oh, know. Jedi. Uh, what are those creatures called that uh, the guy who Anakin worked for as a slave? Toydarian. Toydarians. That's right. Yeah. So this was about the king of Toydaria, right? Yeah. And he was supposed to meet Yoda to uh, negotiate an alliance with the Republic, but the Separatists had a counter. Yeah, because they had offer. been Mandalore style. They were. They were independent system. Independent system and. Uh, and Separatists Doku weren't fans sent, of that. Sent his apprentice. Yes. So, so we, we are right away introduced to... When I think we already were introduced to Asajj in the... In the movie. In the movie. We were. Um, and we didn't talk about that, but the movie came out first. Um, Timeline-wise, though, it appears... And I always forget it was a theater release, right? It was a theater release. I always release. forget about that. This is a great Star Wars trivia. That might be the only Star Wars movie that I did not see in the theater. I don't remember if I did or not. I feel like I did actually. I mean, I imagine that I did. Yeah. I, I can't like I can't imagine having yeah, not I'm, seen it. Yeah, that's why I'm pretty sure I did. But I don't remember that event. Like I remember going to all the other movies. My main memory of this of it being in the theaters is that it became a trivia question about how many Star Wars movies have been have premiered in theaters, and everyone always got it wrong because they forgot Clone Wars premiered in theaters. Uh, I think it might have just been a very limited yeah, release. Too. Twelve now, right? Uh, well, we got our nine, then we got Solo, we got um, Rogue One. And so, yeah. So that's nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. That's not a prime number. That's a prime number. Yeah. What's well, a prime example of how many movies there are? So, 
Do you want me to launch in on what I think about season one? Well, I'm going to keep talking about Ambush first. Darn it. Because that's where we're at. Asajj Ventress is introduced. Yeah, she shows up. She's like, hey, the Republic can't protect you. We can protect you. See, look, they can't even get here because um, they, I guess, found out about the meeting and then set up a trap. Uh, and Yoda said, yeah, we got this. You guys all stay here. I'm going to take a few clones with me, and we're going to go down. Um, they took an escape pod, I think. They did. Took an escape pod down. They had to land a little distance away. As and uh, I really liked one of my one of the things I liked like right away is this king was very unafraid of Asajj Ventress. Yeah, he seemed unimpressed. Um, and he was just like, yeah. And Yoda's coming. Yoda's coming. And Yoda, like in this episode, just tore through everything. Took out like a whole unit of droids. Not that that's super <clears> impressive <throat> for Yoda, but if you actually watch it happen in this episode, it is very impressive. Um, and one of the other big things that I liked, and I know they did this in the movies, but I think one of my favorite things here was Yoda talking to the clones yeah. and telling them that, that he values them as people yeah, um, and really letting him know, like, you're each individual, you're each unique. And we had that just, I think in the movies, if I remember correctly, in Revenge of the Sith, there's only one scene where Anakin wants to, like, jump back to help them when they're going after Grievous' yep, ship. Yep, the very opening scene. Yeah, and then Obi-Wan says, no, they're doing their job so we can do ours. Correct. And that's really the only, like... Nod to... Well, that and when uh, Cody talks to Obi-Wan, like, you see there is a relationship there. Right, there's a little Save bit there, but it's not It's that. not so, so direct. And here they open up telling you, we care about the clones, we're going to care about the clones. This is a show very much about the clones through the Clone Wars... And, and we expect, we, we understand that the characters in the universe care as much as the people watching. Yeah, it definitely sets that stage. Um, I want to get back to that, but uh, specific to this episode, we kind of reference this. Um, Yoda shows up on a uh, Republic um, battle cruiser, you know, the predecessor of the Star Destroyer, and they're quickly overwhelmed by, uh, by um, Doku's uh, fleet. And that's why they're forced to leave in, right. the, um, in the escape pod. And we talked about, like, that's where Jedi are at their most vulnerable. But Yoda, his response was, well, launch them all. Because they said, well, they're going to shoot down the escape pod. And they said, well, oh, launch yeah. them all, because they can't shoot them all down. And it, it did make me start to think that maybe they can cause lasers to avoid them. Because he seemed to be using the Force in that escape pod to protect him and the uh, clones that were with him. And, of course, when we see Kylo Ren actually stop a laser bolt in midair, I think that kind of confirms they, they can do that if they're powerful enough, that they can, you know, deflect or manipulate lasers. Um, we so, got, I think we talked about that a little bit, too, if they, if they slightly call the laser bolts to their saber when they're deflecting. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there is some of that for sure. I agree. So as far as uh, I, I kind of want to take a more uh, large-scale approach to how I, I talk about the season, what season one does for me, um, and you hit on it big time, it introduces uh, it introduces a lot of characters that before we might have heard of but never really saw or had never even, like Asajj Ventress is a great example, character who's not in the movies but becomes a big part of the Star Wars universe outside of the movies, whether it's comic books or uh, video games or, uh, or in this case, uh, you know, the, the series. But the clone troopers themselves are become one of my favorite characters. Yeah. And season one, there's a lot of great stories in this, but I think its biggest contribution is introducing us. So suddenly, um, um, Jedi, who we had seen in the movies, 
as background characters, Plo Koon, we see, we even get a few lines from him. Um, Luminara and Dooley, we see, but we don't, I don't think we ever hear her talk. If we do, it's no more than one or two words. Uh, suddenly these characters have stories and they become real. And yeah. that is one thing the Clone Wars is so good about is it fleshes out these characters. And this starts right off with uh, with chapter with season one. And of course, probably the one of the central characters of the series is Ahsoka Tano. Yep. So this Absolutely. is where we we meet her and learn about her. And you know what, uh, Anakin. This is the best Anakin of all the movies and series. Um, this is the Anakin we always wanted to see. This is Anakin at the height of his Jedi kind of training and, and abilities. He's a young man on the battlefield, but he's competent. Um, he's funny at times. He has a oh, sense of humor that's very similar to yeah, Obi-Wan's. It's yep. very dry. Um, this is the Anakin we all wanted to see. And I think um, anybody who is any kind of fan of the prequels goes through a moment during Revenge of the Sith when when Anakin and Obi Wan um, are well, when Anakin's just laying there with missing parts, um, I hate you. And, and everything before that, like there's a lot of emotion. You really kind of are like, oh no, Anakin's falling. When you watch, if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, when you watch the Clone Wars and then go watch Revenge of the Sith, yeah, that does become worse. Not worse like it's a. a Poor example. Worse, like it's more it powerful. hits. Yeah, it hits harder. Oh, oh, um, oh my gosh! On so many levels. I'm sorry, I cut you off though. No, I mean that's that's what I was saying. Not just that, the betrayal of the clone troopers. Oh yeah. Because they become one of my favorite characters, and then when they turn on the Jedi, it that after you watch the Clone Wars series and then watch Return uh, Revenge of the Sith, yeah, that betrayal becomes genuinely painful, and you also see just kind of helpless the clones are to their own fate, to how they've been uh, genuinely programmed to do these things. Uh, they seem like creatures with free will, and oftentimes they are. Like, we see that throughout the whole series. Um, like, we'll see deserters, and we'll see, like, one is a pacifist, and yep. they really go against their own uh, training and, and indoctrination, but that Order 66 is literally hardwired into their brain. So they have to kill people that they've come to respect and genuinely love in that uh, brother-in-arms sort of way. Um, oh, man, yeah. Not, and Ahsoka Tano's, the, his betrayal of her. Whether you watch it in Rebels, Anakin's, I mean. Oh, yeah. Or whether um, you just think about how it's implied with Revenge of the Sith, it's so much more powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm really ready to just go off on a long tangent here, do you think? Because I want to kind of jump ahead. It's not in seasons one or two, though about the story, why Clone Wars is so important to Revenge of the Sith. Um, save it. All right, let's we, save it. I think it. we saved that one. So some of the um, that's things... that's going to be a long conversation on its own. And, yeah, we don't want to spend too much time. Like, we don't have time to go uh, episode by episode. So some of the big ones... I actually talked about the episodes starring the, the, the Battleship Malevolence when we yep. talked about um, vehicles in the Star Wars universe. Well, we talked about that during the scary one, too, I think. It, we did. Yeah. We talked about several of these during the scary one. Yes, we did. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the, uh, so the fifth episode is called Rookies. Yeah, Rookies is awesome. It is awesome. Um, Did I say Rebels is awesome, buddy? I've heard of Rebels. Rebels is awesome. Rookies is awesome. Rookies. Uh, so this is the fifth episode, season one, and this is where they uh, they explore just clone um, troopers, no Jedi, 
Um, they're on their own. They get attacked by a type of droid we'd never seen before. Uh, what were those things called? Uh, oh, yeah. Commandos. Yes. Commando droids. And those were cool. Genuinely yeah. cool. Uh, the way that the these uh, rookie storm, or I was about to call them stormtroopers, clone troopers fight back, it's awesome. Now, and again, I've, I've mentioned this a few times. I, I'm a former infantry officer. And one of the things that I've loved about the clone troopers is they feel like real soldiers to me. The brotherhood that they develop, the way they kid each other, the way they uh, relate to each other, their kind of uh, stoicism, like when you see them in terrible conditions and they're just like, ah, just, you know, suck it up and drive on. Um, it feels very real to me. So I love that. I've heard some criticism about the, uh, I forget the voice actor who does it, um, but the guy who played Django Fett. Okay. He is a New Zealander, I want to say. I think that accent's New Zealand, it's not Australian. We're Americans, it's hard for me to differentiate between a uh, New Zealand and uh, Australian accent sometimes. And I've been to both countries and they're beautiful, by the way, and uh, we're sorry about what's happening in Australia. That's terrible. Yeah, it is. Um, but anyway, uh, I heard, uh, so the guy who did Django Fett did not do the voice for the clone troopers on uh, the series. Right. And some people are like, well, it, and I, I think only an Australian or New Zealander might pick up on this. They said it's not very authentic. And it, as an American, when I'll hear uh, you know other foreign actors do an American accent, I pick like uh, Walking Dead, Rick Grimes. He's English. He's doing a Georgian accent. I've lived in Georgia for a while. He does a good job, but every now and then you hear it's just too much. You can pick it up. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm getting off on a tangent. My point is, some people did have some issues with uh, the clone troopers. The, there is a bit of a maybe genuine uh, criticism here. Why do they have the same accent as Django? Is that the accent of Camino? Because he wasn't raised on Camino. <laughs> well, that the Camino ones to... don't sound like this. So, it, and if I had to guess, I would say that to make them more authentic, maybe the Kaminoans weren't the ones. Maybe they actually had voice recordings of Django to, to create that human so is, feel as opposed to the Kaminoan. So the other question I have is Django's accent, the accent of Mandalore. Where did they get that accent from? Anyway. I don't know. I heard some people talking about it. so, But bottom line is Rookies is an excellent episode. If you want to see what uh, the clone troopers are like, absent, you know, Jedi and other characters. Uh, the other things uh, we see introduced in this, uh, in this first series, or uh, first season rather, again, like uh, Cloak of Darkness, we see Luminara and Dooley. So this is uh, episode nine. And I like being able to see the Jedi kind of off on their own. I think it's what a lot of us fans had wanted ever since 1977 when Alec uh, Guinness said, uh, mentioned the Clone Wars. Your yeah. father was uh, in the Clone Wars. Um, we're like, okay, what was that? And so the Jedi at the height of their power, um, as far as their martial abilities, uh, Luminara Unduli is a great example of this because she... Uh, if you read like the Wikipedia on her or the uh, Star Wars lore, or the stories she's in for that matter, um, combat's her thing. She is a master of combat and, uh, and an awesome one. Yeah. Um, and of course, she shows up again as a ghost, sort of, that's as a weird. corpse. She shows up as a corpse in yeah. Rebels, so that's, that's kind of interesting. But yeah, Cloak of Darkness. 
Uh, Layer of Grievous is on this. We mentioned this in season one. We mentioned that in yeah, our... Yeah, very, uh, very creepy episode yeah, there. Yeah, our Halloween special. We see a, a Jedi get killed in that one. Um, and it's really interesting. Um, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here. Do it. Just because it's something you get through Clone Wars. It's all of the... It's kind of like the prequels when you start to know Anakin and you know what's coming and you're bummed out the whole yeah. time. You have that in this too. Like oh, in this, a powerful part um, of it. The next episode... On here is Dooku captured. Yeah, like they get Dooku, and you're like, they got him. Yeah. This is this <laughs> could be it, right? But you know, you know, like they haven't captured him for good here. Um, you're 11 episodes into the first season of a TV show, but it's one of those things that just is so um, it overwhelms you throughout every single episode and every single season. Is you do know what's coming at the end. Yeah, there's there's a there's such a tragedy to this. Um, a lot of people kind of criticize uh, the prequels because of its concentration on things like the banking guild and Senate legislation, and it's like, okay, that is that that's not action yeah. movie stuff. When it's like, um, but, well, to finish the ahead. thought, um, the series goes into a lot of that too, but yeah. I find it interesting, oh, and same. it shows you what the Republic was like. So again, kind of what you're saying is, it shows you the stakes that were there and gives you a better understanding of what is lost by the time we get to A New Hope. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, they, uh, I, I forgot, like in the Cloak of Darkness episode, episode nine, I'm looking at these little recaps, it mentions the Senate guards, the guys in the blue uh, uniforms. They look kind of like the uh, Imperial, what do you call those guys in the red uniforms? The Emperor's private guard. Oh, just uh, the, the Imperial Praetorians. Well, the Praetorians um, are after. Later version. Yeah. Gotcha. So they were just the Royal Guards. So these guys in blue, though, they look very similar, but in blue, and they're cool. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't want to give too many specifics because some of y'all might want to go back and rewatch these episodes or maybe you haven't watched them. Um, then there's some that uh, maybe not as good. And this is the downside of the Clone Wars for me. When it's good, it is good. It's really good. It's, uh, it's some of the best Star Wars out there, to be honest with you. And the majority of the series, I think, is good. But when it's bad, it's, uh, it's Attack of the Clones... C-3PO being dragged across the battlefield saying, I feel like I've lost my head, or what a drag. It, it's a drag. bad like that. Yeah. Um, and sand. Yeah. So we get, uh, in episode 11, we get introduced to a, uh, a new character named Hondo Onaka. Mm -hmm. Love this guy. I would yeah. love to see him in a movie um, or a TV show. So he's a pirate. Um, and well, it's really cool. So Hondo... Obviously, he comes back. He's around later. Yeah, he's in Rebels. He's in Re Rebels. Yep. Is awesome. Yeah, um, is awesome. Hondo, like Hondo, is such a good character. If you're wondering, if you ever travel, and I'm not going to give too much away because, like, I'm one of the even a trip to Disney. I've looked up some of the stuff that they do at Disney, and Hondo's involved in some of it. Is he? Yeah, I didn't know. Like, that. there's a I don't know if it's a Hondo actor or a or a, a machine or if it's a video like, but I know that Hondo is involved. Like, and that to me is just really cool that like Hondo. Yeah. this character became involved in something so meta here. Yeah, like it's just it's well, it's, it's one of the um, he's and he's great and I like him and that's that's what makes it neat. It's not just the Jedi who have come out of it. What's the target audience for this TV show? Is it a kid show, adult show? What do you think? I think that Cartoon Network stopped being shows for kids a long time ago. So, um, this is definitely not a kid's show. Teenagers could get involved, and, you know, honestly, I think it's... I would say that I 
You know, I say that, but my my kid. It's not an easy question. My kid at seven absolutely loved it, but that's yeah. because it's as did mine. They they did certain themes that he was like, "Oh, I shouldn't be watching that," but that's fun. And that's right? where like, I was kind of going with that question. There there are things in this uh, series that it's, it is like uncomfortable. Saying, "Well, it's either too violent, too dark, adult themed." Like, and I thought about this with Hondo because he gets drunk quite a bit when you see him. Yeah. Um. So, but at the same time, there's humor and characters. Uh, like the droids episode where the little guy gets inside the the R2 unit and is driving around. It's very much a kid's kind of episode. Um, so it's kind of hard to nail down who the target audience was for this. And I would say it's probably designed that way so that every generation, broad, you know, kind of a uh, scattered effect on, uh, you know, young and old will enjoy it. But um, in Doku Captures, Doku, Anakin, and Obi-Wan have to work together. And it is some of the funniest scenes... I think in all of Star Wars, is seeing uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin talking to Dooku as they all three try to escape from these pirates. Uh, it's it's really well done. The very next episode, though, brings Jar Jar Binks into it. And I'm not a Jar Jar fan. Right. Um, and he is as slapsticky and, you know, just accident-prone in the, in the cartoon as he is in the uh, movies. Almost worse. And I couldn't tell in this episode if they were trying to redeem him a little bit like I like I like what he was trying to do and who he was trying to be in this episode he's brave still yeah uh, but he's the re like they crash because he doesn't he can't figure out how to use his seatbelt you remember that and he accidentally hits the button and drops the pilot down out of the pilot's chair and I mean it's 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 ridiculous um so one of those so something I was going to say earlier about Clone Wars the reason that I haven't and I, I think I've said it on here before I haven't watched Clone Wars all the way through a lot of times yeah. because I watch a lot of TV at night before I fall asleep yeah. and I refuse to let Star Wars be something I fall asleep to so that I don't get in the habit of falling asleep to it. I fall asleep to House MD lately. See? And, and so fine. <laughs> right? like, it's okay. It's not Star Wars. I, like I, don't, I don't want my body to get tired when Star Wars comes on. Agreed. You do so, train yourself. Right, exactly. And I'm trying not to do that. Um, this is, like, you want to watch all the episodes. That's one of those episodes maybe you watch as you're going to bed. Yeah, you fall asleep, sleep then you just wake up and Although, watch the next one. You know, in that episode, so it's... I um, know, there's good stuff, but... Well, I was going to say, uh, Jar Jar, so he's the slapstick character. The senator on that ship with them dies. So, like, it, again, it's hard to nail down who their target audience is. Yeah, it's they, very... Their death is not uncommon in these episodes. And not like, not like little... Not little things. It's well, and even the clones they separate from being a little thing. But it's not like this this generic battlefield of droids and clones. And clones are are I'm doing air quotes here. Just clones, and you just see them falling, and they don't matter. Like everyone who who dies in the show, for the most part, matters. Like, yeah, they, they put really weight make to it. it. Yeah. And by the end of the series, the clone deaths have a lot of weight to them because you get to know a lot of the clones. Um, I don't know what you're showing me. They sent it. To a group of people. Oh, very good. Sidebar, sorry. Sidebar. <laughs> uh, so yeah, by the end of the series, like a lot of the clones, just seeing the clones die, is uh, is painful. All right. So anything else we want to say about season one? Um, the blue shadow virus kind of stands out in my head. Uh, Padme is very. Uh, isn't it Padme who's in that one? Yeah, she uh, she goes to Naboo. Well, that's where she's from. So we got, I don't know, anything you want to add to any of this stuff? I don't think so. Not season, season one. Two. No. We do uh, see uh, Ryloth. 
That's pretty important. Oh, I thought that was ahead in season two. That is, no, yeah. That's, that's episode 19. Uh, what is it called? Storm over Ryloth. Uh, so Ryloth, for those of you who don't remember, is the home of the Twi'leks. And uh, if you've been watching Mandalorian, we had a couple Twi'leks star in one episode of that. And uh, they're crazy. They are. As a people, they are. And it's, uh, a, it's a weird... They're always a, a weird race, and there's always wild something. Card, baby. When there's, you know, there's not great things happening to them. They're not a. Why'd you cut the brake lines? Wild card, baby. You get that reference? I do not. Always sunny in Philadelphia. All no, right. I haven't watched that. They are the wild cards of the uh, Star Wars galaxy because, like, they're they're crazy. They're like Mandalorians, but not as good at fighting. Well, not as advanced. Yeah. Um, they're, yeah, they're very um, agricultural people, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Hard to say. But anyway, so we do get introduced to Twilight, to the Ryloth, uh, pretty... There's a several storylines. There matter are a fact, lot the, of systems that want to be independent of the Republic prior to the Separatists. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around. It's interesting. Um, we end the season by, intro- by reintroducing a character from the movie... Um, named Zero the Hut. You got any thoughts on Zero? I found Zero's character a little irritating. Yeah, he's a, he's kind of. So huts are uh, hermaphroditic. Did we talk about this? No. They can choose their gender, according to the Star Wars lore. Um, obviously, this is going to be legends because canon doesn't address it. Right. Um, but supposedly they're hermaphroditic, and this is why, like Zero the Hut. I don't know if Zero is supposed to be female or male, to be honest. I, it's yeah. Um, Zero is very androgynous. Is that the word? Um, look at me with my thesaurical words. Yeah. Thesaurical's a word. Um, I find it intrinsically anachronistic. No. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to my uh, poison crows routine. Um, but Zero the Hut is introduced in the movie The Clone Wars, and uh, not as a good guy. Uh, I mean, none of the Huts are really good guys. Um, so they end with a story about Zero the Hut. They introduce Aura Singh. I think this is the first time we meet Aura Singh, mm-hmm. uh, the bounty hunter with the. She's the uh, lady with the antenna coming out of her head. If you're trying to remember, and she actually yeah. uh, she appears in the movies. Yes. Yeah, she did. Where? In oh gosh, is it is it Revenge of the Sith? No. It's episode one, isn't it? It is episode one. Yeah. I don't remember where. I, I can see it, She's but watching I can't. the Padres. Yes. She, so they show her on the mountain uh, watching the Padres. Apparently, when they were making Clone Wars, the cartoon series, they looked through some of those movies to see the more interesting-looking characters um, and then decide to you know give them backstories. So Aura Singh is one of those. Um, so this is how uh, season one ends with this episode, Hostage Crisis, which uh, has uh, Zero and Aura Singh. Um, they actually, go on. I wanted to say one thing. As you said, um, the season ended. And I know we've talked about this here before, but it's something I wanted to bring up for anybody who's, who's jumping into our podcast and hasn't listened before. Uh, if you don't know this about Clone Wars, Clone Wars is not chronological. Correct. Um, the episodes kind of jump around here and there. There are some very good, and it's not hard to make it chronological. Like It's almost chronological, I think, for yeah. most of it. Um, and you can find those, actually I think we've posted one on our Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash Our Certain View. Um, Leave us a five-star review, please, on iTunes. Yeah, I don't think we talked about that. Anyway, um, so you can find that. You can find those that chronological piece 
to be able to watch it that way if you if you choose to. Either way that you watch it works out okay, but you'll just just know that every now and then if you're like, well, wait a minute, they are talking about a battle that hasn't happened yet or something like that, it's it's okay. Yeah, this one's really weird because it takes place. Uh, season three is when they show what happened right before and right after this episode. Mm-hmm. So this one really is chronologically just out of order. I like the confidence they have that they can, you know, kind of encapsulate these stories in a way that they're still entertaining, um, but just jump the timeline. But if I were to go back, having never seen the series before, I would go back and watch them in chronological order, not release order. Um, but since I have seen the whole series, I kind of watch them however I want now. Um, and that's the end of season one. We need to back up to the, the Ryloth. There's an important uh, person introduced in the Ryloth uh, stories named uh, Cham Sindula. You know why that name's important? He's a father. Of? Harris Sindula. Where do we see Harris Sindula? I think she's in uh, Rebels. Rebels is awesome. Rebels is awesome. So she is the uh, pilot and I think owner of the ship The Ghost. Yep. Um, so Hera's father is... Uh, yeah, he makes an appearance. He's actually a very important character in uh, the Clone Wars. All right, so season two was given the title, well, at least according to the wiki. What do they call it? It makes sense if you if you know the season. Rise of the Bounty Hunters. Season two has my favorite episode of all of the Clone Wars. And I, I honestly have lost count of how many times I've watched the episode. But before we get to it, let's talk about why it's called Rise of the Bounty Hunters. The very first episode is called uh, Holocron, Holocron Heist, and I think this is where we're introduced to Cad Bane. I don't remember or seeing him might anywhere have been with... in the first season, but certainly this is this centers on Cad Bane. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this character? Cad Bane is a really interesting character. Um, he's he's very skilled. I like his attitude. His I... his. He's very full of himself. Yep. And for the most part, deservedly so. Yeah. He's very yeah, he's very capable. Um, and it's uh he's really fun to watch. Every now and then he's a little he's a little bit like, why can't why didn't the Jedi beat him right there? And and then something happens where you're like, Oh yeah, he's he's he knows what he's doing. He's like know. a Mandalorian. He seems yes. uh, particularly trained to fight Jedi. As a matter of fact, our introduction to him is he kills a Jedi and leaves his body in the room, and the shapeshifter comes in there and takes on the form of the Jedi. Um, it's, it's pretty disturbing. Yeah. Um, and he does it extremely nonchalantly, kills an actual Jedi without much uh, difficulty, apparently. And they break into the Jedi Temple itself. So that's where the season starts. And um, so there's a lot of... Uh, Bounty Hunter appearances? I guess that's why they uh, they called this the season of the Bounty Hunters, Rise of the Bounty Hunters. But uh, I want to talk about, did you want to talk about anything with the, uh, before I get to my favorite episode? No. <sighs> so there's this movie called Saving Private Ryan. Heard it's really, it. really good. Um, it's painfully good. It was the first of, uh, of a genre called hyper-realism, um, where you watch it and you're just kind of in awe of it. Star Wars has a version of that called Landing at Point Rain, which is uh, episode five of season two. This is combat basically from the first minute to the last minute. Uh, And it, uh, yeah, so it's Obi-Wan, Anakin, um, 
Kaya and Kaya Mundi. I want to say Plo Koon's in there, too. I don't know, but they, no, it's those three, uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Kaya Mundi lead three separate wings of an attack on a weapons factory on Geonosis. Yes. Um, and this will be the second battle for Geonosis, because in the movie Attack of the Clones, apparently after that, they kind of abandon the planet, and Geonosis, again, falls in the hands of the Separatists. So this will be the second battle of Geonosis. Um, but it's awesome. The combat, so when they show the ships, uh, the landing, the drop ships coming in and getting blown out of the sky, and you see like a clone trooper hanging on the side of one of the ships that is burning, um, is so well done. And it's just, uh, it's just really, really powerful. Again, the, the clone troopers move and act like real soldiers. Um, like you'll see, there's a there's one scene where two clone troopers have to work make their way forward to uh, check on Obi Wan because they know he's wounded, and they're moving. They're moving from cover to cover. They're you know people are laying down cover fire. Um, they got the old I'm up, he sees me, I'm down, which is a military way of saying this is how long I can stand up before someone's going to be able to shoot me. I'm up, he sees me, I'm down, um, and they're doing that. They're moving and maneuvering. Um, I just love the episode. And it leads into a great story arc. Um, the very next episode, uh, so they, they get this weapons factory, and we see uh, Luminara and her uh, Padawan, Barris Ophi. And Barris becomes one of my favorite characters. And honestly, and this is where I was so tempted, I'm very tempted to jump ahead to the later seasons. Don't do it. Barris has an extraordinarily large role in the converting of Anakin to the dark side. I think she really does. I think um, it's an extremely compelling story why Barris, I think, is very, has a large responsibility when it comes to Anakin uh, uh, becoming a dark side, becoming a Sith. And uh, I wish the movies gave a nod to that. I wish there was a way we could go back. Uh, but Barris is introduced in this uh, next episode, uh, episode six, season two. And uh, we see her in uh, Ahsoka. Um, <clears throat> and we see Luminara again, and then we get into the Legacy of Terror, which we talked about in our um, in our Halloween right. podcast. Yeah, which another is one of those really disturbing, and Brain Invaders is really disturbing. So I I love season two. It's it's a solid season. Yeah, season two is a, a lot of fun. Now the ones that are good are really good. Oh, uh, they got uh, this is the season where they got the Deserter. Do you remember that? The which, Which is so? There's a clone trooper. They yeah. They uh, they're on. So the clones are on this planet, and they're kind of pinned down. And they uh, one of them is wounded, and they need help. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, we, we talked about that one. Yeah. In the uh, we talked about that in the Halloween one as well because it was so that was when the the droids were all like attacking them, but they were all like zombified droids. It was weird, right? When oh, he was when he lived, maybe. he had a family. Yeah, and that's what I yeah, wanted to talk about. Yeah, and you had about. the droids, like, those were the broken down droids. Like, they were limping in with one arm, but, like, coming in through the windows. Like, yeah. They were creepy. But, yes, this is that. I love that's this. That's right. I forgot I love that, that episode. Um, yeah, because Grievous made them walk so far, their batteries were run down, I think is the And deal. I think some of them had gotten shot, and they were, like, yeah, but they were still pushing. It was it was. But bizarre. the way we find out this guy's a deserter is, uh, they got, I think it's Rex who's wounded. Mm -hmm. And uh, a kid comes in and goes, you look just like my father. And that was that was cool because you're like, oh wait a second, there's a clone here, there's a clone here. So anyway, some great uh, great episodes. Um, we also get introduced to uh, someone named Satine Cruz or Cries. Yep. Who uh, 
will be extraordinarily instrumental in the history of Mandalore. This is the lady who tries to unite Mandalore as kind of a, uh, a more peaceful people. It's not, understand that when you say peaceful Mandalorians, that's different than saying peaceful other people. Because that well, just means the, that they don't fight for, they don't kill each other. Not at the time. At the time when she finally got everything kind of going, they were, I think the planet of Mandalore was peaceful. It was Death Watch who was up on the moon that was... Death Watch. Not being great. So season two, we're introduced anyway. to the um, the politics of Mandalore. Yes. So this is uh, particularly interesting after season one of The Mandalorian is wrapped up to kind of go back and see uh, season two of Clone Wars and get some of this background history of, uh, of The Mandalorians. Um, we also get to see uh, Obi-Wan's relationship with Satine. Which I think is interesting. I think it's awesome because uh, there's a, there's definitely a hint of uh, romance there. Um, episode twelve is actually called the Mandalore plot, and it's about the Duchess Satine of Mandalore um, and the Death Watch. We're introduced to Death Watch, which is led by a guy named Vizula, uh, pre Vizula is that his name? Yep. And of course, in the Mandalorian, the heavy gunner, his last name is Vizula. Uh, so Vizula, House Vizula will make a claim to the throne of Mandalore. Um, so in the show The Mandalorian, we have at least two kind of references to the Clone Wars in that, uh, what's his name, Moff Gideon shows up with the Darksaber. Last yep. time we see the Darksaber, it's in the hands of Satine's sister, supposedly meaning she at one point ruled Mandalore. And we also see a Mandalorian whose last name is Vizula. So I love... The Clone Wars, I love. Mandalorian, I love this cup of coffee I'm drinking out of my Chewbacca mug. We need Go to Tim. add a... Add it while I sip my coffee. We need to add a little piece at the beginning to this for uh, Mandalorian spoilers. Okay. We'll tag that in at the beginning. <laughs> Sorry, side note so that we remember to do that at the end. Okay. Um, because we have that's other, a good point. You're we got right. a bunch of countries. I didn't even look at me. I'm crazy. No, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, um, yeah. It was, so this is some really cool stuff. We see what's going on with Mandalore, and something I want to say here because another critique of the show that I've heard is, uh, you know, it's just the just the ba just the battle stuff, right? Um, it's just battle, battle, battle. And there's obviously going to be fighting and war in every episode. There's pretty much. There's there are a few that are not that are a little bit slow, but yeah. But for the most part, you're. You're in the middle of a war, and you're dealing with a war. But yeah. they really tie in the stories. For a lot of it, they tie in the stories, and the, the politics and the background, some of that, is really interesting to watch. It, yeah. it neither, for the most part, it neither bogs down nor overwhelms everything else. Like, everything really ties together pretty well throughout the series. Yeah. Um, like I said, I kind of like the politics of it. It's not overwhelming. Right. There are some episodes that are politics-centric that... That, that for that one episode, it gets a little overwhelming. But when you see how they tie into the larger story, I, I, I love it. Because um, it does add a depth to the uh, Star Wars galaxy that without the Clone Wars, we don't have. Um, all right, so moving on. Yeah, um, we get down to... Bounty Hunters. I, I really uh, yeah, want to talk about the Zilla Beast, but I'm looking at this recap for the Bounty Hunters. Um... I'm trying to remember this one. This is uh, one where, uh, shoot, what's his name? The bounty hunter we see in Empire Strikes Back with the uh, lizard guy. Bosk. Bosk. We see Bosk in this episode. Okay. Um, yeah. 
And I'm reading the wiki. Am I allowed to read the wiki? They say that this episode pays homage to the memory of Akira Kurosawa. So that's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. Honda is also in this episode. Uh, we're talking about episode 17, season 2, um, which is called Bounty Hunters. So that's interesting. But the next episode, I think we really... Well, the next two, it's a two-story arc about something called the Zillow Beast. Yes. What do you want to talk about with the Zillow Beast? Well, we kind of did talk about the Zillow Beast uh, a few episodes. Yes, well, we did. Quite a few episodes ago. Well, um, the, the last uh, came up four in one of the comic books with uh, Kylo Ren. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, the last five, uh, yeah, five episodes of this of season two, so eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. These are great episodes. So the Zillow Beast um, is this creature that we find out. It's this gigantic uh, creature. And uh, turns out that, if, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that the, um, the Republic ends up trying to fortify a position and they end up inadvertently waking up this gigantic creature called the Zillow Beast. And what makes it unique is its, uh, its skin. It's ar- is armored. It's, it's, it's what, like an armadillo type thing. Yeah. It's a worm or something. Yeah, it's resistant to... Not just blasters. Lightsabers. Lightsabers. You can't even cut it with a lightsaber. Yeah, like Besker. So this thing is uh, particularly a uh, dangerous foe, and it's gigantic. Um, and then, to, again, this is a two-part uh, episode. They take it to Coruscant. Did you remember that? Yeah. I had forgotten that until we started saying we're going to do this uh, this podcast on seasons one and two. Yeah, I'd forgotten. They take it to uh, Coruscant to study its uh, skin. So that they can try to um, create armor based on Zillow beast skin or whatever you call that. And uh, it gets loose on Coruscant, which is really, this is a uh, King Kong kind of story. Yeah. Uh, They find a giant scary beast and they say, hey, let's take it to the most populated place on Earth. Well, in their case, in the galaxy, Coruscant. Um, So that's an interesting storyline. Then we go back to a child. The next episode is called Death Trap. So this is episode 20 of season two. I dropped my cap. Yeah, you did. Who, what child are we talking about? I don't remember. Oh, come on. His name's Boba Fett. Oh, are we under the You're Fett You're wearing now? a Boba Fett t-shirt right now. I am now. wearing a Boba Fett t-shirt. And you didn't even know that? Boba Fett's a jerk. He's a bit of an angry little guy. Yeah. Uh, so he's, uh, he's basically being raised by... Um, by bounty hunters, but he has uh, he has something on his mind. Do you remember the story arc? Yeah, this this is where he wants to go after Mace Windu. Yeah, he's decided he is going to kill Mace Windu, and if you remember from Attack of the Clones, he sees his father die at the hands of Mace Windu, and we right. see him even pick up his father's helmet. Um, so apparently that doesn't sit well with him. I guess. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't. Doesn't let that one go too quick. I think this would cause trauma in a child. Potentially. Potentially. Uh, And and Tim and I are experts at causing trauma in children because we're dads. (laughs) True story. (laughs) At least that's what my kids claim. But, um, so Boba Fett is, uh, he's a kid. How old would you say he is in the series? He's not much older than in the movie. I mean, he's got to be a teenager. Maybe. I would think. I mean, I would think. I was going to guess like around eleven. I was going to. I was going to say thirteen, fourteen. So I, mean, I think okay. we're still in the same. Yeah, same general age. But range. I think there's a little bit. I think there's a. 
and I know that he's had the trauma, but I think there's a little bit more rage than most 11-year-olds have. I think he's gotten into that teenager. So he sets a trap to kill Windu, and uh, um, Anakin gets uh, kind of caught up in this. And this this is a three story uh, a three season or three episode story arc. In the next episode, he ends up cr- does he crash their star destroyer? I know they end up trapped in a crash star destroyer. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, he. Oh, it's all coming back to me now. He he does run circles around him. Boba Fett does. I mean, Mace kind of sees it coming, but I don't. I think they underestimate him pretty seriously because he ends oh, up yeah. destroying the star destroyer. And both of them are trapped um, in this uh, thing, and they're going to die. Except for they're rescued by a little R2 unit. R2-D2 uh, becomes the hero of this, and the episode's actually called R2 Come Home. Always. And that's uh, episode 21. Always what? R2-D2 comes to the rescue. Always. 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 Remember. The Force will be with you. When? Always. Episode 22 is called Lethal uh, Trackdown. Yeah. So, Anakin and Mace... um, uh, this was the one we talked about this on the uh, the vehicles episode because Slave One yes is being piloted by Aura Singh because she's kind of acting like a foster mom kind of for Boba Fett she's not Florida. the best at it right <laughs> she uh, she also uses him as bait yeah uh, sometimes he's got and, the worst parents ever well they're dead so who are his, who's his mom test tube. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Kiminoans. Yeah, the Kim Kimino Kim Cloners. Darn good ones. Alright. What was that guy's name? Jack? Jackster? Something like that. Jacob. Anyway, What's his uh, name? so I think, says, I think he says damn good ones. He does. I was trying not to curse on the podcast. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Darn good ones. Damn. Anyway, <laughs> so in this uh, this is the one where Ahsoka um, or Singh's trying to take uh, take uh, them out with Slave One, and she jumps on the canopy. Dex, Dex, Dex. I think that's right. Dex, and she carves up the canopy with her lightsabers, and then she jumps off Slave One, and we see it go over like a, a ridge line yeah. and explode. And that's where the question comes up: Is Slave One and Empire Strikes Back? another ship or is it that original ship but it's been repaired because it looks like it gets destroyed right there um but anyway this is how season two ends um it it's really really good season two again some of my favorite episodes uh between the uh cad bane zillow beast and especially the landing at point rain the, the brain invaders all that stuff great season um so that's kind of my thoughts on season one and season two. That's what that's you got. Pretty good. Um, I like it. What's your favorite episode? I don't know. Of both? Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, Landing a point rain. Ha ha! I won. That's why I asked the question because you know always know they tell lawyers before you ask a question always know the answer. So that's what I did. Good job. So what's your favorite episode? I rookies. That's a good one. Good, rookies I like it. Is a good one. No, I would say it might even be ambush for you because I know you like the force lore and you like the Yoda. I do like the force lore, um, and we don't get a whole lot of the other. The other like any, force any, lore. Any, the season soon will go into force lore, 
Um, oh, by the by the time the show ends. Oh yeah, it gets really like so my good. favorite episodes are coming. Yeah. Um. So of all of these, Bomba Jedi. <laughs> where Jar Jar pretends thank to be you, a Jedi? You. No, certainly not. On the um, planet Rodia? Oh, that's the best one ever. Jar Jar pretends to be a Jedi. We haven't seen... That was season one, skip. episode eight. None of these were the... Um, Cloak of Darkness? The, the Bounty Hunter trials haven't started yet, right? The Bounty, Bounty Hunter, Hunter game? Trial. Oh, no, that no. Okay. Where, where Obi-Wan... Because no. that's... Man, that's that that's, does not. Um, that's one of my favorites too. Yeah, that's that later on. Okay, that is a good series. Um, all right, so for the time being, I'm gonna say ambush. Um, Episode one, season one is your favorite ever. Season gonna, one episode. <laughs> we're gonna go with ambush for now. Um, if well, you watch, was. if you watch the Clone Wars and you don't love ambush, but you like our podcast, don't go. Oh man, they. Like this episode, I'm not watching the rest of it. Um, they're really good. Watch them. Give them a chance. All of them are good. Yeah. Um, well, again, Most you got to at least good. make it to season two, episode six. Yeah. Uh, or episode five, Landing at Point Rain. You can probably go watch it. The one before that is uh, one of the ones that is all politics. It's called Senate Spy. And there's like no fighting yeah. in it. It is just like politics. So yeah, it's kind of interesting like how episode four, politics, kind of slow. It's all dialogue. Episode five, all fighting. Yeah, and I wanted to like, that on purpose. I, I, I wonder that too now that we're looking at it. Um, and there was a, which one was that? Oh, that was the Oh, Senate. you know what we need to mention is the Children of the Force episode. Yes. Because that is significant. Cad Bane steals the holocron that has the list of where all the potential Jedi are. So the babies that the Jedi would acquire. <laughs> Did you like that word? Yeah. Acquire. The babies that the Jedi kidnap. Is that incorrect? stop calling the Jedi evil? They're, they they went about it the they they messed up at the end. From my point of view, thing. the Jedi are evil. Well, the, you're, <laughs> only a Sith is an absolute. But that's that an absolute statement, Obi Wan. Stop <laughs> it! You're confusing me. <laughs> only a Sith. Deal. Usually, only a Sith. <laughs> How do you make that statement without making an absolute statement yourself? Don't try it. Usually, only a Sith deals in absolutes. You underestimate my, my Usually. power. You underestimate my power. All right, like I said, Clone Wars Anakin is the best Anakin. And I like Revenge of the Sith Anakin. Just, uh... Anywho's Children of the Force. So Cad Bane broke into the Jedi Temple, the bounty hunter that we talked about before. He's got a very cowboy appearance, too. One of the things I love about him. Yeah, oh yeah. He's got a cowboy hat. He's got, like, a duster on. Um, he's got, you know, his uh, low-slung pistols, uh, gunslinger style. Cowboy swagger. Um, yep. He's, uh, I think he even keeps, like, a piece of hay in his teeth sometimes. Something, like, He keeps yeah. a toothpick, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely a cowboy type. But he gets in there. Oh, do you remember his little robot? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that is one of the coolest scenes. It's, like, so sad. I can, I can tell it on the podcast, right, what he does with the little robot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he has a little robot companion. And we know he's a bad guy because he just killed a Jedi. And, you know, you, and the anyway, use a shape changer to impersonate him. And then Jocasta knew and all this other stuff. Um, but meanwhile, he's infiltrated with this little droid that's very friendly, his little buddy. <laughs> and he sends him to go distract the Jedi. And the little droid comes tumbling out of the vent. You remember this? And Mace Windu finds him? Uh-huh. And you remember what... <laughs> The little droid and Mace Windu realize at the same moment that Cad Bane's put a uh, thermal detonator on his back, a, a, a charge on his back. And the little droid's like, oh, no. And Mace Windu force pushes him into the vent. 
and then there's just a giant explosion. Um, oh, that was such a good scene. Oh, I just got excited. Um, you can probably hear it in my voice. I don't sound like I'm half asleep now. Yeah, the, uh, that's good But stuff. anyway, the, what I was getting at is he found the list of the children. Right. And that's curious, you know, who hires him? And, of course, Palpatine, I, I assume, is the one who hired him. Um, and they're kidnapping these kids. And this team is going to get picked up again later in Rebels. Um, in Rebels, that was a big thing about what the Inquisitors were doing. Uh, the Rebels find the list, and they try to protect <clears throat> these kids from the Inquisitors. Um, so this is the first time I think we see it, though. Yeah. Um, so Cad Bane gets this list. Anyway, some, uh, Clone Wars Seasons 1 and 2, watch them. They are outstanding. I love the Clone Wars. I feel the way about the Clone Wars that you seem to feel about Rebels. Have you heard of Rebels? Rebels, Rebels is awesome. awesome. Clone Wars is awesome. Clone Wars is awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't cover up my um that time very well. Um, so I would say I the... Uh, say what? You stopped talking. Well, we, we're going to have to we're gonna have this conversation. Uh, what are we going to do next week? Next week, are we doing season uh, three, aren't we? You know, just, just three and three? four? Do it double it up or just... I mean, I kind of... This... I think it depends on how reliable you and I are. We were not reliable last week. Yeah. So we're planning on season three, and uh, depending on how... I got my motorcycle back on the road. Yeah. And we've had unseasonably warm temperatures, so... But we sorry. won't this week. And I kept imagining I was at... No, it's going to be cold this week. It's already started. Um, but I was imagining I was a scout you know, trooper, and I kept putting baby Yodas out on the road, and i just come by and scoop them up. No, I didn't do that. But I did ride a lot. Um, well, for me, a lot. Anyway, this week we're going to be better. We're going to try to get an episode out. And if we do season three uh, this week, then we should be on track one season until the premiere of season yeah, seven, Yeah, it should be right? good. Um, and it's possible we'll double up again. We'll see how much... Because uh, this kept us to about our, our appropriate amount of time. And I can't imagine us saying a, a whole lot more. I mean, I know I'll get a little more into it with the with the Force stuff, but still without giving too many specifics so you guys can watch and enjoy the show. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. That was fun. Force Lore Comics is coming. Force Lore Comics is coming, so keep an ear out for that. As always, if you enjoyed the show, please go to uh, wherever you listen and give us a five-star review. Yeah. Um, and uh, give us some feedback at ourcertainview at gmail.com or on our um, Facebook page or wherever. All right, as for now, I think that's it, right? I think so. So I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And this has been Our, our Certain, certain point, point of View. view. Uh, this is the way I've spoken. spoken. Remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Yay. Say goodbye. Make Jim. good choices. Goodbye. Goodbye. Audio one.